Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Gaijin Wrestling Radio. This is a special Gaijin Wrestling Radio um, due to the death of Anoki, Antonio Anoki, uh, the legend of Japanese wrestling. Um, synonymous with this podcast, I wanted to focus on kind of the history of New Japan wrestling and Japanese wrestling in general, and Antonio Noki is one of those names. So joining me here on this episode for a special watch-along and kind of uh, running down some of the moments of Anoki's history is Dave from Kicking Out at 2. Dave, how's it going? It's going, man. It's going. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, uh, I appreciate is... you joining me. This is your wheelhouse, man. So I'm kind of following your lead because I I'm not as um, knowledgeable regarding the Japanese wrestling culture and especially Antonio Noki. But um, you know, I'll uh, I'll I'll try my hand at this and see how I do. Yeah, no no worries. Um, I mean, you joined me for a prior episode that Antonio Noki and Hulk Hogan had. Yes, um, I yeah. did. I do remember that. That and it was a pretty good match. It was a yes, pretty indeed. damn good match, you know, for 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 you know the the level of uh, you know uh, skill that Hulk Hogan had at one point. But I mean, that was before that was that was before the Hulkamania rise and everything blowing up. But um, this is going to be a fun match here. Two very different styles of wrestling with Anoki and Lord Steven Regal from the the Clash of the Champions in August of 1994. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Clash Just Champions a, oh. 28. An odd, an odd, uh, random match, you know, a special match, as they actually, um, say on the broadcast, but, uh, yeah, Anoki comes over and, uh, wrestles William Regal, uh, one Steven Regal over there at the time, mm-hmm. correct? 
Yeah, um, I believe, if I recall, I believe that there was a slight interaction with the two at Bash at the Beach in 94. Regal had wrestled Johnny B. Bad in the opening match of that, of that show, and I believe Regal had won the match by nefarious means. And Anoki was sitting front row, and Anoki, I believe, at the end... Uh, the end of the match or post-match um, got into you know almost a physical altercation with Regal, and I think that sets this match up here. So, uh, to the yeah. best of my recollection, yeah, that that is pretty much what happened. Um, Anoki just being part of that uh, New Japan and WCW working agreement, as Anoki uh, was one of the head bookers, but he was one of the founders and starters of New Japan pro wrestling he did start out his career though in the japan wrestling association where he was mm-hmm. trained by one ricky dozan um, yep. at the age of 17 um started wrestling there and he and giant baba were two of the uh top guys um and they kind of had different ideologies of how wrestling would be in japan uh anoki uh-huh. took more of that martial arts style more of that uh technical uh aspect uh much like william regal you know that uh that that world of sport aspect that's why this is kind of an interesting match with the the style clash here but uh anoki wanted to see that happen in his version of wrestling uh throughout his career throughout his span uh in the in the business in the industry he wanted to see that mixed martial arts, that shooter, grappler versus, you know, like a boxer. Um, and he did that with, with Muhammad Ali, you know, mm-hmm. um, one of those, one of those things that were kind of, uh, looked at as very odd at the time, but, uh, it was sports very... entertainment before there was sports entertainment. If you really and hey, wanna... pa- hey pal, I was involved yeah. too. And I lost some money on that, but that's okay. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was a big. It was, uh, we could talk. We could elaborate more about it, but that sure. was a big. That was a big match for everybody involved, promoters alike. I mean, there were promoters like I, I've I've heard stories that um, uh, you know the Briscoes in Georgia when they owned when they owned Georgia Championship Wrestling, they they managed to get the 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 live feed. Um, uh, so that they can air air that match on closed circuit TV, very similar to what Vince did with WrestleManias early on. Um, same thing with Bill Watts. I believe Bill Watts uh, and Jim Ross they promoted it and and aired it on a closed circuit uh, presentation in in the the, the mid south area. So um, it was very it was a it was a very popular, highly anticipated matchup because. Anoki being, you know, a Japanese wrestling legend, but mainly because of Muhammad Ali, if you really want to make the argument, that Ali being this pop culture sports icon at that time, um, everything he did, everybody wanted to see. And he delved into the pro wrestling world with a Japanese wrestling legend like Anoki. Everybody wanted to get it, get their hands on it. And from a match quality standpoint, it turned out to be a gigantic flop, in my opinion, because... You didn't want to expose the business. At the same time, you didn't want to make Ali look like a fucking joke either. And it was just, it, it was, once the bell rang, that was it. I mean, everybody paid their money to see it, and it was, it, it turned out to be a flop. 
That's just my take. Yeah, um, and and just the rules that they had set for each other just didn't work either. Uh, they didn't want to have Anoki kind of standing to use his karate, quote-unquote, so mm-hmm. he had to lay on his back, uh, yep. prone position, and he just did those leg kicks throughout, but they, they did cause damage to Muhammad Ali, uh, mm-hmm. actually, in, in shoot form, in real life. Yeah. Um, and, and a tough guy... Anoki was, but yeah, that that was an interesting match, and we've seen types of gimmick matches come and go throughout the the territories and into our days. You know, mm-hmm. um, yep. The the pit fight <laughs> is the latest. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Anoki not one to be mess it, messed with in the ring. Um, he he once went against the great Antonio in 1977. Do you? Have you heard of this, where it turned into a shoot in the ring? Have you seen that? No, I did not. You Please elaborate. Um, the great Antonio is a big, uh, a, a former strongman, and he was like a, a, a huge guy, well over like 300 pounds, close to it, at least. Um, and he was not selling any of Anoki's, uh, you know, Anoki's kind of slaps or, or kicks. And uh, they traded some palm strikes, and then all of a sudden... Uh, Anoki just, uh, you know, started stomping and hitting him and uh, turned into a, a real type of uh, finish there. Um, so moving on, um, you know about the title exchange that he had with Bob Backlund? Um, you might have to refresh my memory. I might have heard this story before, but please go ahead. November 30th, 1979, Anoki defeats Bob Backlund in Japan to win the WWF championship um backland then won the match back on december 6 uh but the the president declared the rematch a no contest due to tiger jeet singh and uh um anoki remained the champion but anoki was refused the title the same day and declared it vacant Uh, a lot of you know uh chicanery going on there around the time um yeah, we would then have Backlund back with the title um, after leaving Japan in December and coming back with the title, and there was never any word about the uh, the 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 uh, title exchange mm-hmm. outside of WWF, okay. and it wasn't recognized until later. Uh, I think um, Corey Graves even brought it up on the broadcast. Really? That, uh, that it was unrecognized, but it, it was a title change that uh, that did happen. I know that yeah. for a while, the like in the early days when McMahon Sr. was a, a member of the board of the NWA, he had dabbled with um, using outside talents to work with his, with his stars. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was a match at Madison Square Garden with Bob Backlund and Harley Race. And Harley yep. Race was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Um, that, to the best of my knowledge, uh, wasn't highly publicized. Doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. Um, uh, into, you know, regarding the history of the championships, the respective championships itself. But it's one of those like forgotten gems. Um, I don't. I've never seen the match, but I've heard stories that uh, it was McMahon was trying to bridge that gap between. His territory, because he had an active seat on the board of the NWA, and you know 
the NWA itself. So, I mean, it's a sign that, at least in my opinion, I could be wrong because the man's been dead for decades, but I, I'm i willing to bet that Inoki's involvement with Bob Backlund and then Harley Racing's involvement with Bob Backlund in the WWWF was Vince Sr.'s way of trying to work with those territories instead of what Junior did and just kind of, you know, went on his own and, and, and had a different approach and a different plan. But um, well, uh, w- let's get into this watch along. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see this match. Yeah, this is, um, this is, okay, this is part of his final countdown series, um, which lasted about four years. It's a special retirement uh, <laughs> series of matches that he would go on to have for four years. Interesting. Oh, a retirement tour. It's like Kiss with their with their farewell tours. They 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 Kiss's Kisses run farewell tours since ninety seven. Legit. Yeah. And <laughs> so. then coming and then coming back again, you know. Just, yep, another you know, farewell tour. Oh, we forgot. We didn't tour Topeka, Kansas, so we're coming to see you. Rock and roll all night, party every day. Topeka for the last time. <laughs> Sheboygan for the last time. Right, it's like uh, The Rock and John Cena. Yeah, I don't know about that, but last let's time get into ever, this. first time ever. Okay, yeah. So uh, if you have the Peacock, where can you find this? Otherwise, I'll be queued up nefarious means. All right. So if, if for those of you listening, if you have the Peacock, which is still the worst streaming app in the history of of, of all mankind, um, I would I would I would trust AOL download on the disc more than fucking peacock right now um if you got the newest version of aol on your on your gateway computer you could probably find this on there and get better service than this fucking peacock but anyways you can find this match on the in the wcw portion of the wwe hub of peacock so you'll have to search clash of champions and then you'll find season seven episode three it's clash of champions 28 from august of 1994 and I've got it queued up at one hour, nine minutes, and 35 seconds. But due to nefarious means where Kobe is currently um, observing this, or will be observing this watch along, uh, can you tell other folks where you can find the, the, the queue up on your end? I will be at one hour and 14 minutes and 43 seconds. Uh, there were some inserted commercials, I believe, at the beginning, some promo stuff that uh, you know, the cock just won't allow anymore. You know what's funny? So, yeah, the cock. The cock's been blocking a lot of different content on this. On 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 the. You know what's hilarious about Peacock, right? Okay, so and I think I've had this conversation. Maybe I have. I don't know. Anyways, they will. They will. They will get rid of certain things that they find offensive on yes, on, but on John WWE. Wayne Gacy is there. But John Wayne Gacy, they'll probably have a Jeffrey Dahmer special, all this other stuff. John Wayne Gacy talks about murdering motherfuckers, raping little boys under the porch, and all this other stuff, and he dresses up like a clown. You have a 10-part fucking documentary that you've produced exclusive to your fucking streaming app. But if Goldust comes out with a ball gagger and a, and, and, and tied to a leash with Lil Hulk Hogan, dragging him to- we coming for you. Yes, exactly. So, That's uh, not in there either. They can't come for Hulk Hogan either. No, they can't. You know what? It, I just watched an episode of Raw this morning from October the 20th, 1997. And there's wow. a part on that show, okay? There's a part on that show where um, 
Farouk and the Nation of Domination come down to the ring and they accuse Vince of the WWF being racist because yeah. they allowed the Hart Foundation to trash their dressing room. And you yep. see signs of like Malcolm X and different, you know, borderline racial derogatory yeah. remarks spray painted on the wall. guess who really did that? It was the DX. And then later it was DX the... does uh, makeup. Yes, in, in blackface as well. So DX, but they don't show. Look, but they don't show the, years of being a racist group. But they don't show the locker room. It. I watched uh, the whole episode. They don't even show the locker room. They showed it the night before from the pay per view. I think wasn't there a pay per view or something that happened? No, the pay per view was a couple weeks prior. Oh. There wasn't a pay per view. Okay, so there was. Yeah, it was a harsh time around ninety uh, seven. But we're digressing here. This is Gaijin Wrestling Radio. We're to, we're talking pro okay. wrestling, not sports yeah. entertainment here. All right, for Christ's sake! You know, I'm sure all the fucking AEW fanboys that listen to this are probably going to be like, "What are you doing? I'm banning. I'm not going to listen to this show ever again. This is wrestling, not sports entertainment. God damn it! Where's my T-shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees? I got more money than Jim Crockett. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, All right well, folks, if you want to get down with us, you can. Otherwise, uh, just enjoy Dave and I uh, going over the match and uh, kind of talking about it. It's it's a short banger, but it's a fun one. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, when I say play, hit play with me. I'm going to count down. Dave, you ready? I am ready. Let's do the thing. Let's do the All thing. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Five, four, three, two, one, hit play. We see Tony Schiavone looking just uh, like he does now in AEW, sans the the earrings. <laughs> and the goatee. Yeah. Right, trying to stay relevant with the young... Hey, young wrestling fans. <laughs> he's he's that meme. He's yes. the old guy trying to stay hip. As we see William Regal here. What uh, What title is that? That is the WCW television title, and he's Lord yeah. Stephen Regal in this in the in this show. He's yes, not a William with, Regal with Sir William, who is uh, Bill Dundee. Yes, who is the who is the father-in-law of the late beautiful Bobby Eaton. Yes, indeed. Uh, going back a long time, um, Bill Dundee used to be a, a prevalent worker in the Memphis territory. Uh, yes, Bill Dundee was like he was like Lola. one of the top baby faces. If yes, I'm he not was. Mistaken. Yes, he was. Yes. Look at the size of him. You know, can't tell me that uh, size really mattered even in the territory days. Yeah. Um, do For you, sure. What are you seeing going on here now? You see the signs. WCW is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, uh, Antonio Inoki coming out. To probably little to no reaction. Let's hear. Huh? Well, somewhat, but generic Asian music. <laughs> With the flute and everything. Oh, they, they got to show one Asian fan cheering them on, too. Uh. <laughs> the match starts out hot with uh, Steven Regal just stomping on Inoki. Um, William Regal had talked about the finish of this match while he was on a podcast. Get that goddamn microphone out of the ring. The oh fucking cord didn't right? trip over it. Yeah. What is this? A sports entertainment event? Oh my gosh! What they had? The, they had the crowd there, like they were gonna like hand out the flowers, like an old All Japan match. Anoki oh, in there yeah. with some slaps and strikes. This looks nice. like it's gonna be a nice stiff a little, kicks there. 
Yes. And your your very physical. Your referee slick back Nick Pat. Oh, Nick. look at you! Yeah, <sighs> he's not so slick back. He's got like the buzz cut going. I know it's like it's. I think it's when he was trying to change up his look, and he realized that that gimmick wasn't going to work for him, brother. No, so. no. You know what's on this show? Yes, what Steve is Austin and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat took place on this card. Another and one. That was yep. the, and that was the last match that Steamboat had in WCW before he retired due to his back injury. Yeah, um, just uh, a wild, not a wild, but um, a nice little pairing there, I think, between uh, Austin and Steamboat at, at the mm-hmm. time. I do remember the feud uh, going back and renting the VHSs at the time of um, just watching Austin and Steamboat work. Steamboat mm-hmm. was still one of those prime guys that could hold the title. And I think you and I have discussed this before. Anoki going for that choke early on. Look at that. Steven Regal. And uh, that looked pretty stiff. So yep. Steven's going to hammer it in stiff as well. Look how stiff these uh, forearms are. Yeah, um, I don't think these guys are laying it in. I don't think that, I don't think this is going to be, you know, a, a powder puff match. This is, uh, these guys are, they're, they're touching. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, they're making contact. And have you um have, have you ever listened to the uh, the eighty three weeks episode uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast where he talks about collision in Korea? And no, um, I've heard I've Inoki's heard plenty of stories about it, but yeah, Noki definitely um, tried you know his played his politics and uh, worked up a grand event, one of the biggest wrestling matches to be seen ever live in North Korea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, you should go back and listen to it. There's some amazing stories. I mean, obviously, Anoki was the one that really. Anoki was the one that presented the idea to WCW. Mm-hmm. He tried to. He he, and most say he was trying to really. Um, uh, it was a it was a play to to get him on, into the political scene in Japan by, yeah, by by kind of by kind of bridging that gap with North Korea at that time. Who until this day, with the exception of Dennis Rodman. Um, they 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 want no part of uh, the United States um, or even Japan for that matter. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a he, big, he was a big part in making it happen with Saddam Hussein. He did really uh, interesting. Freeing, I did not know that. Uh, freeing he he negotiated with Saddam Hussein to free some uh, refugees. Really the hostages? Yes, indeed. I was the yeah. Anoki. No shit. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Powerful guy, uh, member of the consulate of uh, Japan as well. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, just and some involvement. Well, well Bill Dundee getting involved there. <laughs> Heenan looking at him <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing, man? You're too old for that. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Anoki will knock you the hell out. Um, yeah, he, he definitely a predominant member in politics and uh, kind of, oh, wow, look. Look at that. That was bad. He went for a spinning back kick and completely botched it. But uh, I know Chris Jericho hates that word. But, uh, he did botch. botch it. Yeah. yeah, fuck Jericho. But, uh, yeah, William Regal talks about this uh, on a podcast, um, uh, essentially saying he knew the finish would be a chokehold, but uh, he, he wasn't going to tap, uh, so it mm-hmm. was going to be a hard way chokehold. Uh, so get ready for that to spring out from Anoki. Um, much like William Regal's, uh, you know, student, uh, Moxley uses the bulldog joke. 
Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, Moxley. Was he a student of Anoki, or did he just, like, I, I could have sworn no. he was a... Uh... No, no, no. William Regal's student. Oh, okay, I got you. I thought Moxley, you meant, like, not using the like, Mox. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, let me yeah. ask you something. What do you think of that whole Blackpool Combat Club <laughs> thing on AEW? Man. It could be better. Yeah. I mean, I, I do yep. like I do like the uh, the training faction, but um, I don't know. I think they could utilize Cesaro better than u- utilizing Wheeler Yuta. I think he needs some more time on the undercard. Um, mm-hmm. They're pushing these these guys like Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta really hard. Yeah, and and they they they're working good matches. They're working fine matches, but it's just. You got Claudio there, and then you got Brian Danielson, who should be in the heavyweight title picture. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I just, I think, utilizing that real sports. Here we go with the choke. Utilizing that that realism um, that they love, uh, these guys should be more predominant in the scene. I mean, obviously Moxley is. Um, and wow, look at that choke! He's grabbing the ropes though, Nick. Um, Nick Bockwinkle coming down the ringside as well. So look at how many legends are here <laughs> involved with this match. A, I wouldn't say it's a who's who, but there's a lot of, you know, yeah. there's a lot of big names in yeah. wrestling surrounding ringside. But, um, yeah, the, I mean, the, the the MMA fight style of the group with Regal there, I like it. And I like even the dynamic that Moxley brings to it because he's a different type of grappler. Um, more so a brawler, but tries to mix a catch-as-catch-stand, you know, MMA wrestling type of style to his to his his presentation. But I'm like you. They think that Wheeler Yuta is a fucking star because he bled buckets in that one match with Moxley on Rampage. So then that puts him in the group. I'm over um, the I'm over the blood. Um, I, I've already told when it's you necessary. This I like Death it. Matches can only go so far, and if you see everything happen in every match every week. It, it gets you. It gets you. Yeah. Numb. And I've been seeing it since, since fucking ECW around this time. You know, twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I do like the presentation. I think it's got potential. Uh, I like that Regal's not so hands on at ringside. He kind of does the commentary from the side as like a coach. But by the same token, I think it's kind of lost some steam because we've talked about it before on my show and on Oof. marking out the days. Here we go with the choke. Oh, another one. Um, there's too many. There's too much going on. Too, yeah. many, too many people to try and keep track of. Come um, out there with track suits, like almost like New Japan, like they want to be. If you want to be like a, a Fight Club or whatever, come out there. That'd be cool. Other, yeah. You know, track suits. Yeah. Uh, I'm always a fan of the uh, the track suit thing. Uh, Strictly Business did that in NWA briefly with Nick mm-hmm. Aldis. That was a nice yeah. little um, look for the group. Yeah, Team Angle, Kurt Angle had that yeah. deal going with Benjamin and Haas. Yeah, I like that. That kind of brings like that team sports kind of presentation to it, you know. Nice mm-hmm. double underhook suplex by Regal. Very nice, and then two, takes control two, of the arm again. Yep. No slouch was... in here. Uh, this is a wrestler's uh, old school match. Anoki mm-hmm. battled with some of the best of them. Luthez, Hulk Hogan. Uh, later this year on his final countdown tour. Wow, nice underhook from Regal there as well. I loved his underhooks. Here we go with the choke again, and I think this is where he really gets him. 
Yep, and Regal is actually out. Shoot, out. Oh, shit. One. Oh, ref calls it. Okay, come on now. Oh, wow. And Regal is actually out. Yeah. You think that's legit, or you just think... He talks about it on a podcast. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he said uh, he wasn't going to tap, so Anoki knew the finish was... uh, 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 choke, choke hold, out. So uh, he said, "I was gonna play it straight," and uh, thus he gets tapped out. <laughs> no and he said, shit. "But he was like, you know, who else can say that they had a match with a guy who fought Muhammad Ali?" Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. So he was just built. He was just putting that on his resume. Yeah. Really. And, and the crowd. Uh, I'll get the reaction in post. Uh, I'll, I'll let you listen to some of the crowd here, but Kanimoto, uh, his second there, and then we see Hulk Hogan, brother. All right, yeah, a uh, fun little watch along with Anoki. Uh, did you I did. enjoy that? Um, yes, I did. Little, I, I like the physical snug style. style. Um, depends on the guys, the individuals that are involved. Like, it was kind of a throwback in some ways to um, uh, Sheamus and and Gunther uh, with the the uppercuts, the hard hitting elbows, but a little less, a uh, little more technical. Um, between the two with the when it came to the the bell to bell action but yeah this was fun i appreciate it thank you for having me on yeah he uh maybe i'll he, do this maybe i'll do this again sometime yeah absolutely um i'll, I'll try to feature more it's not like we it's it's, it's you know we got to record more i mean we got to there's other things we got to do we got there's more shows that we have to record together i mean yeah. we don't record enough i know anymore you know uh, i mean but it's been far too long between marking out the days and kicking <laughs> out at two it's just it's just I mean, we got to really make a, a better concerted effort for our listeners to be recording more. Absolutely. Uh, folks, hopefully you enjoyed <laughs> this. I like how Anoki finished him off with the chokehold, and it turned out to be yes. a shoot chokehold. Um, later in the final countdown, and I, I was saying as Anoki's uh, final matches, he would end up going against Sting at January 4th, 1995, um, and doing kind of the same finish, choking Sting out, but not... Not in uh, in in the shoot form. Uh, King Sting mm-hmm. kind of tapped out quick. Noki won the tournament, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, using the chokehold again. Uh, I kind of I kind of appreciate the old schoolness, uh, the mixed martial arts chokehold. But uh, yeah, same. It, 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 it's it was a nice little touch there with the match. Thank you for joining me, Dave. Um, like you said, hopefully maybe we can. Uh, get some content up on this podcast or, or something. Thanks everybody for yeah. listening to Retro Media Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and Gaijin Wrestling Radio. Thank you all.